In this week's Torah portion, the Bible lands on Abram, who, with no previous introductions aside from his lineage, is commanded by God to leave his father's house and go to the land which I will show you in Genesis 12. Now, technical pause. I'm going to refer to Abram as Abraham and Sarai as Sarah, which are the new names they receive in this week's Torah portion when God adds the letter Hey to their names. Now, for fluidity's sake, I will refer to him as Abraham and Sarah in this entire recap. Okay, pause ended. Now back to the Torah portion of Lech Lecha, where God has just told Abraham, the forefather of Judaism, to leave his land in Ur Kasdim and go to the land that God would show him. There, God promises Abraham, and only there, in that specific land, would Abraham become a great nation. And this is the place where we see from Genesis 12:3 that Abraham will be blessed and that his name will be a great blessing for all people on earth. So Abraham takes his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, his people, and they arrive to the land. And God appears to him and says, to your descendants, I will give you this land in Genesis 12:7. And Abraham builds an altar to God to thank him. Secret hint that we see revealed about the land of Israel. Because previously, Abraham, he hears God. But it was only after Abraham arrived in the land of Israel did he see God. So this is one of the first examples that we learn that there's something uniquely spiritual and holy about the land. And we later learn that it's because the Shekhinah, one of God's names that describes the closest presence of, that we can feel to God, dwells in this land and is only revealed in the land of Israel. Now, the Canaanites who were inhabiting the land of the time were, as we know from the text, an, an immoral and idolatrous society. And as a result, the land wasn't fertile and didn't produce any food. So when Abraham and Sarah arrived to the land, they didn't have anything to eat. So they were forced to go down to Egypt. Now, here's another secret insight that we learned about the land. It is that it needs a specific type of spiritual tending to. And not just any civilization can dwell in the land and make it bloom. If you don't behave properly on this land, the land will spit you out. It has specific spiritual requirements. Now, I go into detail in my book about what these requirements are, but for brevity's sake, we'll just focus on the Torah portion this week. Okay, so fast forward, Abraham returns from the land of Egypt, and there was a rebellion and a war between kings. There's four kings and there's versus five kings, and Abraham tried to stay out of it, right? He's the diplomat, but he finds out through a messenger that his nephew Lot was taken captive. Now, what's interesting is that this messenger, for the first time in the biblical text, refers to Abraham as the Ivri, the Hebrew, in Genesis 14. Now, why was Abraham called the Hebrew, the Ivri? Because Ivri means the other. Like, the whole world was on one side of idolatry and paganism, and Abraham was on the other view which espoused a view of one God, one love, one unifying force. But the name Ivri also shares the same root, Shorish, as Eber, which is the name that we learned from last week's Parsha, the name of the great-grandson of Shem, one of the sons of Noah, 
So we also see hinted to that Abraham was a direct descendant of Noah. Okay, back to the story of the kings. Through the grace of God, Abraham gets involved and defeats the army of the four kings in favor of the five kings. Okay, are you guys ready for the third secret revealed in this week's Torah portion? Okay, so when the five kings came to bless and thank Abraham, there was one king in particular that stands out by the name of Malit Tzedek, which means the king of righteousness. Now, he was a king from Salem, which we learn, this is the third secret, that it's already referring to Jerusalem, and that this king was also a priest, who not only blessed Abraham, but Abraham blessed him back and gave him a tithe, a tenth of what he had, which we later learn is what we give to the Jewish priests, the Kohanim. So from here, we already learn that there's something spiritual and uniquely holy about Salem, which was alluding to Jerusalem, that it had a special type of spiritual status and that the king was also a priest. And this was before King David, and this was before the prophet Shmuel. This is already hinting to that Jerusalem is going to be the location where God wants his temple to be built and where God wants to be worshipped. Now, soon after, God promises Abraham and Sarah that not only will he make them exceedingly fertile with many nations and kings coming from them, but that God is creating an everlasting covenant that includes the land of Canaan to give to Abraham. And Sarah, as we see in Genesis 17, 8, I assign the land you sojourn in to you and your offspring to come, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting holding, and I will be their God. Okay, an everlasting holding. Now, God is beyond time and space. He knows what was, what is, and what will be. He doesn't make any mistakes. He keeps his word. So an everlasting covenant that includes the land of Israel is what's promised to the descendants of Abraham and Sarah. So what happens next is interesting. God creates a type of contract between Abraham and Sarah. He says, I'll be your God to you and your descendants. I'll give you this land. And what does God require of Abraham and Sarah to show that they agree with the terms and conditions of this contract? God tells Abraham the following, that in order to show his faith and intention in keeping this promise, this covenant, he asks for something quite big, as we see in Genesis 17. It says, as for you and your offspring to come, that throughout the ages shall keep my covenant, that a sign between me and you and your offspring to follow, you shall keep, that every male among you shall be circumcised. We see this in Genesis 17. And until today, every Jewish male is circumcised in what is a continuous contractual obligation from the time of Abraham for thousands of years until today. We have kept our end just like God has kept his. And that contract and covenant that binds us, the descendants of Abraham and Sarah, to God and to the land of Israel. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If so, don't forget to follow us for more news, Torah portions, and miracles from the land of Israel. Shabbat Shalom.